Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try There's no hell below us Above us only sky Imagine all the people Living for today And I Imagine there's no country It's not hard to do Nothing to kill or die for No religion to Imagine all the people Living life in peace In you I'm a dreamer But I'm not the only one And I hope someday you'll join us And the world will be one Alright, welcome to Porch Talk introduction in about 20 minutes it's a go this story is about a man he oh, sorry. 
How is this? That's too close. Too too much. Right here. Okay. 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 That story is about a man, and talks about the power of the mind, how strong it is. Who's mind? Human. The human brain. Mm. The human brain, not everyone's, because obviously some's is stronger than others. Mm. But how, if you are a competent person, mm-hmm. you know you can walk and maybe chew gum at the same time, at least. A little coordination. You can do great things as long as you put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. Because your mind is so powerful that even in times when you can't, or you think you can't, or your body's not able to, sometimes your brain will adapt your body to get something done. Mm-hmm. It can be done. It's a story of a man back during World War II days. Okay. And I don't know if it's true or not. All I can tell you is I still have our coach, Coach Carroll, mm-hmm. used to print us out stuff, like a devotional pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it would have stories and stuff. Well, I, the one I remember out of all of them is this one. He still posts a lot of encouraging things. He does. He does. He's I, He was my favorite coach. I mean, I, he was a good coach. Very encouraging guy. Yeah, he was a good coach. I like being around him. I wish I could go watch him play or watch him coach. It's like in Georgia, right? Yeah, it's in Georgia. It's a long way. But there was a story he wrote in one back in World War II days. They had in the trains, these trains, like, you know, regular choo 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 trains. Choo 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 trains. They had ice chest cars on there to keep stuff cold. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, one particular train had more than one icebox. Okay. We're going to call it the icebox. I'm good with that. <clears throat> one of the workers. Now, it was cold outside anyway. We're going to say it was in, you know, probably low 40s, high 30s. Okay. Know, low 40s. Okay. Dude walks into one of them. Door shuts behind him. Locks him in the icebox. Dude starts freaking out immediately. Of course. He can't get out. There, the, it, I, I want to say that there was at least another 100 miles <clears throat> before the train was going to stop again. And he was freaking out, you know, trying to figure out a way. Mm-hmm. Well, eventually he'd given up and realized he was getting cold. You know, and he sit down, he was getting cold. And he, he just laid down there in a ball. And, and he was getting colder in his mind mm-hmm. he was getting colder and hypothermia set in what he thought it was and he died okay train stops they open it up they find him dead and they're they don't know why he's dead because the icebox wasn't even running it wasn't even cold in there <laughs> there wasn't nothing in there to keep frozen but in his mind he had given up it's all in his psyche he'd given up he thought he would never. He was. He thought he was going to die. He thought he was. This was it. This, he probably his life probably flashed for his eyes a hundred times. Yeah. Before he died. And if a mind can do that, and you don't even know if this dude was competent. I mean, he worked for a train company. I guess he had to have some kind of sense, you know. Mm-hmm. But you don't know if he was smart. And I I believe that people with smarter brains are capable of more things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's like mathematics to me. <clears throat> but I think that 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 mindset of how you would go into something can change an out can sometimes change the outcome of a lot of things. And what I was gonna, what I'm gonna say to them is, you know, they're a team, mm-hmm. and they you can't know if you're gonna win a football game. 
It can be one-sided. The odds can be in favor of another. Mm-hmm. But you won't know. Nobody knows the future. Right. Nobody. We can predict it. <clears throat> we can bet against it. And it doesn't matter because we still don't know. Mm-hmm. But there is certain things you can know leading up to that that can greatly increase the chances of it. You winning. You can know that your coaches are behind you. You can know that they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You can know that they've given their best to teach you the things you need to know to accomplish something. There's something else that goes into that, though. What's that? Is uh, you'll have to trust them. Oh, that too. But if well, if it's easier to trust if you know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to trust if you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like faith. Mm-hmm. You, you got to believe it without seeing it sometimes. That's exactly what it is. And... If you know, then there's no need to have or need to worry about what's going to happen because you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you think you know. You have it that, that increases the uh, percentage of it will happen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, nobody still knows the future. <clears throat> I think that if you know what you need to do, know that you can give all you all you have. Know that you have people around you to help you. Know that you've pushed yourself and the others around you mm-hmm. to do good. That the confidence built from that can help the mind at ease. Helps the mind. It clears the mind, in my, in my opinion. Confidence clears the mind. Being cocky, in a way, I don't like it. I'd rather be humble. But being cocky, I can see why some people like doing it. Because it clears their mind. Mm-hmm. In, the, in their mind, they've already won. In mm-hmm. their mind, they're already in the winner's seat. They're already making everybody else believe it. So they're not worried. And that can work. It can help you and it can hurt you at the same time. Because if you get too cocky, then you're going to underestimate what you're going against. Pride before the fall. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. I remember back when I was in, you know, seventh, eighth grade, and Coach Clay and Coach Jeremy was seniors. Juniors or seniors one. I think they were seniors, actually. And I remember how worthless and pathetic I felt to be around People like them, because to me, they was like Brett Favre and Emmitt Smith, because <laughs> that's just the way I looked at it. Uh, but even even until the last second of every game that they played as a senior, I knew that we was going to win because I had confidence in them. But it, it changed the older I got because I stopped growing where I was as far as trying to be a good football player mm-hmm. and started relying on everybody else around me to do the job. I think in life you can do that sometimes. Coast? Yeah. You can you can <clears throat> kind of like idle down a hill, I guess. Uh, put it in neutral. Mm-hmm. And uh, things can slip away from you. You can have a lot of wasted time on your hands. I know I've wasted a lot of my life compared to what I need to be doing with it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do to get it back. But I can change it here. Yeah, you can start right now. Every day, if I need to, I can start. I can change a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more Mm -hmm. until I get better. But the one thing I do know is where I'm going to spend eternity. And it's even though I'm worthless and pathetic like I was back then, now I'm still the same way. I'm not no different. Mm -hmm. I know somebody's got my back. But it's somebody who goes beyond anybody I know here on earth okay so it makes it to where 
I can know. I can know because I can feel him. I know because I read his word and he tells me that. I know that I, <clears throat> even though I fail every day, I try to do what I need to do for him to be a witness for him. And I think that if nobody, if there's somebody who doesn't know that that's around me, then I've messed up. And that's the place I need to improve is start caring for other people the way that you cared for me to, to talk to me about it, to, to worry about it, mm-hmm. to help me help me know. <clears throat> anyway, I think that was kind of the direction I was going to go with it. And, of course, now that is just right off the top of my head. I haven't actually sat down and, like, I was going to make notes on it. But give me your take on that. What do you think? I know the mind story is pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I think I could feed more on the mind thing. I think I could do more. Like, I could ask them a question is, uh, what do you think the most powerful part of your body is? Yeah, that would be good. And also, just, I mean, there is so much going on with the mind. I, I was reading this morning, uh, came out of some college, and it's these little studies that they do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of ridiculous that they spend the time to do it. But, and the money. Yeah, but, okay, so what they found is... If you can start your day, and by the way, the morning is the most important part of the day. Mm. If you can begin your day with maybe a quick workout or a stretch, or just set a small goal like, today I'm going to be on time. Mm. If you can get that and let that be a win, the rest of the day will start rolling downhill for you to be confident Mm. and to have a successful day. Mm -hmm. But if, I mean, if you're late... Or if you're scrambling, it's kind of hard to come back from that. You're already yeah, starting on the wrong sense. foot. That makes sense. And so I, it starts with the, the head. It's like being disciplined. And you could talk about discipline. Yeah, discipline. <clears throat> discipline goes in all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. You can discipline with your parents, discipline with your money, mm-hmm. uh, your utilities, things you have, taking care of them. A wife, if you have it, being disciplined with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And not only, I mean, discipline. Two-way street. Uh, that would be, yeah, definitely. It's 100 100 uh, But you have to have trust Yeah. with that. And faithfulness. And it's crazy to me that those attributes are praised because it should be something that's natural. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Me and you, we're a team. Mm-hmm. And when it sucks, we ain't going to drink our poison. There'll be there'll, there'll be some cloudy weather, <coughs> but uh, it'll get sunny again. Yeah. So I mean, you could you could talk about that when you go into the gospel. The the main thing I would bring up would be talking about how you know, and you did, but maybe expand. I'll pull the scripture. I'll yeah. pull it and read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was gonna read. I was gonna really study the whole book so I can know what was before and after that, so that I could get a really good. You're going First John. Yeah. Five. Mm-hmm. Five. Okay. Yeah. I think it's 12. 12, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to go there. I was going to really study that old book. Because uh, I, I need to study. I need to study more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all do it. It's, it's good. It's, it's just good to read. Even when I was a teenager, man, like I quit going to church. was raised in church up to my parents' divorce. And then it was kind of hit or miss. But I never stopped reading my Bible. I didn't understand it. Yeah. But I never gave up. Because I was always told that 
the word is living and breathing. And when the time comes, you know, it'll be like uh, there was a veil or a curtain over my eyes. And the veil will be lifted and things will begin to make sense. And it's supernatural, I guess you could say, because it's the Holy Spirit coming and getting involved. Yes, definitely. Beginning to work in your life. Well, a lot of that, you know, that happened to a lot of the prophets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah did happen to him. Well, it talks about, no, Isaiah chapter 6, where it talks about the seraphim and the cherub. That's him mm-hmm. seeing that. And then it talks after that that... I have unclean lips. Yeah, he talk, He talks about the opposite of him, putting him up. He says that I'm not worthy. I'm not, you know, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I, 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 what do you say? I live with people that have unclean spirits or I'm surrounded by people. Mm-hmm. He's talking about his nation. Yeah. and uh, But then later on he says that he, it says that he's opened up. I can't, I don't want to say misquote it or missay it, but he's having what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The veil's open. Yeah, I can see now. Yeah. I, I like that. And I try to be as genuine and transparent as I can be when I share faith because it's, we're so conditioned from a very young age to not talk about these kind of things. Yeah. Politics and religion. Don't bring it up. Mm. Don't you dare talk about it. Yeah. You might offend somebody. Mm. Well, if you and I can sit down and have our differences instead of calling you stupid or saying that you're ignorant for what you believe or whatever you think is right ideologically, if we could sit down and have a conversation and be open-minded, maybe we could come to some kind of an understanding. Yeah, or an, at least an agreement. Mm-hmm. I mean, We could agree be, to disagree. Yeah, it might be that to disagree. But. but back to the... I think it's always good to be transparent and to be able to be humble and serious about how broken and messed up a person as you are. Exactly. And see, that's the good thing about it because a lot of them boys probably don't know me, but some do. Mm -hmm. So I'll be hitting both groups, you know, as far as people who know me. And, you know, sometimes the ones who know me and know where I've done, where I've been, it might affect them more showing them this side of me Mm -hmm. and showing them, you know, who I am, not really this side, but what I am now. Yeah, that was, I mean, think about the kids that we coached. Yeah. Like Sam and Tyler, they're graduated high school now. Yeah, they're old. We're old. And so, take the youth with Spring Hill to go to Starkville. They was putting an event on at State. And it was one of the first things that Tyler said. And, I mean, Sam said it too. Sam said it like over and over and over. He said it several times. But, you go to church now? Mm. Y- yeah. <laughs> I guess God can do anything. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah, I know I was bad. I know I was rough. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm. I'm still not that. I'm still rough. I think. I think humbleness is a. It's just a little. Just maybe a little more polished. <laughs> yeah. yeah. L- l- just a touch more self control. Put, put a put a little mother's on that aluminum. Mm-hmm. Polish that thing. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think that's good, man. It's powerful. And so while we're on. The mind. Mind. The mind. One of the greatest, they say one of the greatest minds. You know, he died not too, about a year ago now, probably, Stephen Hawkins. Hawkins. I have never watched anything he's done or said. Uh, Probably the only quote that I know by him was uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson had a shirt made of it. 
and it was like numbers and letters, mm-hmm. but it made a sentence. You know what I'm talking about? And it was like intelligence is uh, intelligence is the ability to adapt to change. That's something that Stephen Hawking said. He was a brilliant man. I've read some of his books. Yeah. But he didn't believe in God, though, did he? No. He believed in Big Bang and all that. Because I remember, oh, wait, I have watched something on him. But it was on National Geographic, probably. It uh, He was I, talking about how everything come from a black hole. Mm-hmm. And that's when it blew up. And I'm like, where'd the black hole come from, dude? Something's got to come from something. Can't just be there. Mm-hmm. But then again, you never know. Cause like, how do you know? If yeah, how do you know? <laughs> you know, cause like, what if we're like on a toenail of a giant somewhere, and the reason that it banged is because he, you know, hit his foot on something, and that's what started it. And what if we're like little bitty microscopic pieces of his toenail floating around in a space that's so much bigger than us that we can't see the outside of it? Tonight we're gonna ask a big question. Okay. And. I think these explorations of where we started is great, but we look for the answers in the wrong places. Definitely. We Well, and see, the thing is, to me, no matter where we look, we're going to reach something we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And you can look at it from an atheist point of view or a Christian's point of view. Either way, you're not going to understand everything. They both have their flaws. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that... Christianity really can't answer to because God didn't give the answer in the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, well, it's okay to somebody who has faith in it. Mm-hmm. In science, <laughs> it's ridiculous is the more developed and like as they work through these hypotheses and they're finding things out, it's beginning to prove some of the things that the Bible said. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit differently. I know one question I have that's not answered in the Bible is what did the devil, when he got through out of heaven, what did he say to convince legions of angels to go with him? Because to me, when I see, when I think of an angel, not an archangel like he was, you know, they have a different, they have like their own personality, I guess. Uh, but the other angels that was in heaven, to me, they're like machines. You know, they're made for one purpose, one purpose only. Mm-hmm. So... How could something that would be made for like that be convinced otherwise? Unless, but I guess the 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 question I come up to and I can't prove it is God allowed it to be because without the devil we wouldn't need him. Exactly. So that that was that was the answer I come up with that. But for a long time, I think, I think for the that's a perfect answer. Yeah, I mean, and I can't because you to, have to have balance. Yes, you can't have good without bad. Yeah. You can't have love without indifference. The opposite of love is not hate. Yeah. It's being indifferent. I think that uh, a lot of people have asked me, well, how could, if God it created all, uh, you're saying he created evil. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, yeah. Be, be <laughs> careful with that. I mean, it's, it's, hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to answer that kind of question because you know that devil had to be thrown out before man was made mm-hmm. because he was already there when... They uh, ate from the tree. Adam and Eve ate Well, you from the don't tree. know that because, number oh, one, you don't know how long the day was. Yeah. And number two, you don't know how long they were in the garden. Yeah, Because right. you, you read the Bible, it's like, oh, this must be day to day. This must have all happened yeah. one big time. Because you're making big jumps in history. Yeah. Because you leave the garden, and then humanity goes crap. Mm-hmm. And then you have Noah. 
well, how many generations went by? And the Bible does give you a list, but good grief, these people it, it were they, they were living to be nine hundred and eighty something years old. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't give you years; it just gives you people. Mm-hmm. Gives you a lot of names. So I mean, it could be a long time, and that yes. could explain some of the stuff, like with dinosaur bones and stuff, them carbon dating stuff to twenty-two million years ago or whatnot. And I'm okay with them saying yeah, that. That's fine with me. I mean, if in my opinion, God made it that way, so you'd ask that question. And maybe you'll continue to search and, and find out so that you can come to faith and realize, hey, it don't matter because God's overall. So, yeah. it might be why. Who knows? Maybe. Things for a reason. Welcome to Porch Talk. Hi. I got Andrew on with me again tonight, and we're going to ask the question that has been coming up in circles everywhere lately. And I think it's a great question. Why? Why? My mechanical lungs can inhale more than you can imagine. Fire! Fire! No. You heard the emperor. Fire! This, no, 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 you idiot. Is the it's fire. the fire. And just like that, we're sitting Indian style in a circle in the living room, giving each other chief names, passing the proverbial peace pipe, asking Chief Bigham Boy why. Chief Firecrutch, it has been many moons mm. since we first joined together our friendship. See? It is like blood. It begins thick. Yes. Been a long time now. We ask questions all day. All day? Most important question we could ever ask. Mm. How do we know? Okay. Let me preach on it. <laughs> Over here. Oh, life is bigger. It's bigger than you. And you, you are not me. The links that I will go to. The distance in your eyes. Oh, no. said too much I sat it up well that's me in the corner yeah that's me in the spotlight like losing my religion it's trying to keep up with you and I don't know if I can do it Oh no, I said too much. Haven't said enough. Andrew, we're gonna talk a little bit of how do you know. So, let's well, go. I guess the how do you know question would have to be put into a scenario in a way so that you would know. As far as like, how do you know if you were in a situation where somebody asks you a question, you give them an answer, um, then you would be, it would be proper to ask, how do you know? Yeah, context is important. Yeah. Along with the question, why? So, mm-hmm. with starting with how do you know, let's take it with where we've been so far. How do you know that God is in fact real when you cannot physically see him? 
think the how you know question in, in that aspect and any other aspect would be a question of faith. Because no matter what it would be, you would be putting your faith into something uh, as far as how you would know. Let's like say this. you're talking about space, okay? Okay. And you, you pull some facts, okay? People's like, how do you know? Really, the only thing you can say is, well, I know because this person told me, or this is what I believe. I believe this person is right. Yeah. So, so how you know with God, that would be a pure faith thing. Um, it's, the, people. it's the only thing that it could be. Yeah. Uh, to people outside of it um, would, would think maybe that uh, they just found something, found a, not necessarily a loophole, but they found a way to stick you. Uh-huh. A way to say, you know, you, you, you only believe that because that's what you're faced in. You still can't prove it. Right. Think All right. So. And so you only believe it because that is what your faith says. And let's take this to a broader spectrum. And because I believe this is important, because it's true, is dependent on your birth. And I will take it so far as to say it is dependent on when you were born, where you were born, and how you were born. And what I mean by those three is when is the date is extremely important because depending on when you were born is how the particular culture feels about Christianity and religion as a whole, at least in America. Okay, and we'll we'll step off into more international things in a bit. But the when is important. And the landscape that we're living at right now is extremely hostile towards Christianity. Yeah. And we give a little more slack towards others and that's fine because it, it's supposed to be that way that's fine you know we live in the Bible Belt so yeah we got one thing that drives us and that's you know Christianity yeah and so take that it's also a location it's the where and that's where we're headed is where and so you and I were both born in the buckle of the Bible Belt and so there is a church on every street corner and now, granted, these churches teach many different doctrinal things, and we're not going to go off on that. And then yeah. the point is, Christianity is very familiar with interacting with the Southern culture. Yeah. And But the culture has been shifting dramatically. And it shifts dramatically against it, and it leans more towards things that it wouldn't normally be for. And I'm not here to say that that's a bad thing. I'm just That's just kind of where we are. Yeah, ain't nothing you can do about it. It's and, just, yeah, go ahead. It's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. But I, I think there's something about having those toasts held to the fire to really bring out who's who. So that's when and that's where. And now it's how. And so there is this great disposition with each of us. Every one of us. And the disposition is extremely bad in one point of view and extremely good and the same and vice versa. And so we all have this story. And by the way, things are black, white, red, yellow. The colors of our skin. 
You were born one of those ways. There's your first identity. And then you're given a sex. That is at birth, you'll have a, a vagina or you'll have a penis. I mean, in nature, when we look at animals, that's kind of the way it is. And now and then, we do have some things that happen genetically that causes both, or it causes none, or it causes, a, you know, a chemical imbalance in the brain. Things happen, and we need to be careful how we deal with those, but we also need to remember that we have, in this United States, the ability of free speech. And it shouldn't be encroached on either side, and we shouldn't be so hostile towards one another. But anyway, is on top of race and sexuality, you also have location where you're born. And so depending on where you're born may, in fact, have a heavy impact on what you believe. Oh, no doubt. Being here in the United States, if you were born... In the southeast, there's a good chance that you'll be exposed to Christianity. There's a good chance that at some point in your life, you'll have some kind of exposure to the church, for better or worse. The chances are greater that you wouldn't, or that you would be introduced, or chances are less that you would be introduced to anything different. Exactly. And so, but if we were to go out west, or north, or northeast, uh, the culture and society and the cities aren't the same the way people think aren't the same. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying that it's the culture that is perpetuated in that area. That is what they think. That's what they believe. And that's fine. That's where they are. Yeah. And I'm not saying... America, that, too, is one of the biggest, with us having freedom of speech, it would be a place that have more diverse cultures. And that's what I love about being here, Okay. And so on top of that, when you want to get the color. So let's just say that you were born in Japan. Uh-huh. Where more than likely, you'll be very close to the same race, identically. Y'all will all be Japanese, most, you know, how that works, uh-huh. okay? Now granted, there are, you know, there are whites and blacks. There's Indians, there's Asian, you know, different Asians, not just Japanese there. I understand that. And there's interracial. And that's fine and that's great. But predominantly, and with that culture and with that identity, there's a few things that the Japanese culture is known for, especially here over the past 20 years. And they excel specifically in that. And that digs into why. And so the moment that you were born, if you were born in this part of the world... And if you are Japanese, well, first thing off my list is that you will speak that language. And number two, you'll probably be exposed to English and you'll probably be an English speaker just because that is the trade language of the world. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're really good at making Toyota. You're really good at automobiles. You're also really good with technology. Uh And there are other things going on in that culture that is the geisha. There's a lot of cultural things going on there that is specific to that. And so you yeah. can heavily identify and you can find yourself in that culture and you can figure out the why and religion and everything that goes on with that. It all ties into that country. And that is what makes Japan, Japan. Uh-huh. And there are other things going on in Japan. It's not all that way. 
But when someone outside thinks of Japan, that is what they think. And you can take that to other countries. Let's take it to Italy, like we were talking earlier. Okay, what is one thing they're known for? Really great at cooking. We have pizza. You have the pastas. It's really great. You know, when you take of a, a, a an Italian restaurant, even something as like a mass chain, such as Olive Garden. Okay, we know we know that we'll be able to enjoy that. There's going to be a lot of bread, a lot of pasta, soups, salads. It's going to be good, and that comes with that Italian culture. Is with the food's going to be good. Yeah. When you think German, you work for a German company. What do you think about? Mm-hmm. And so Germans are really good with mathematics. They're really good with engineering. They're really good at figuring things out. Look at the Volkswagen. And by the way, if anybody works on a car, unless you're specific towards that way, working on a Volkswagen is a nightmare. Tearing it apart and putting it back together is a nightmare because it, it, it's not the American way. And so, but what is the American way? And because we live in this melting pot of culture that has this very diverse way of thinking. We have many different religions represented. We have many different thoughts rep represented. We have many different political views and ideologies represented. And it is very dependent on what part of the country you were raised in, but also the experience of entertainment that you're introduced to. It can also shape the way that you think, and it's a very unique way, and it's a very unique place to grow up. Because finding your identity in this culture can be one of the hardest things in figuring out the why. And I believe that's why I hear it steaming up time and time again is people are having a hard time finding their identity because there is so much out there. Yeah, that too. And most times people when they're searching for something like that, they're searching or trying to achieve something that somebody else has already accomplished. Mm -hmm. uh, especially, especially here in America, right? it can be music-wise. It can be, I mean, you look at <clears throat> art culture-wise. You look at like all the rappers that we have now. There's probably 20 of them. When we was growing up, we had like one. I mean, one one guy that had the word "little" in front of his name, and that yeah. was Wayne, Little Wayne. Yeah. But now we got like 20 of them, and it's like they're just they just keep coming up with these stupid names. And they put a little in front of it, and there you go. There's your name. Well, if like, you to want, me, that's not an identity. That's just trying to achieve something that somebody else is set in place. Yeah, but I mean, with with rap, and if you want to talk about that genre of music, during Lil Wayne and before Lil Wayne, you had specific cities that were very special. You had Compton. Mm -hmm. You had Memphis. You had Atlanta. And those were the main three cities that I was listening to coming up. I, I, you know, UGK, uh, Outkast, uh, I liked everything that Dr. Dre and you know, Ice Cube and they were doing. And those were the things that I grew up on when I was coming up through high school. And so, and now we're, we're, we're at a different place with rap. It's not a bad place, but it is, it's, it is different because you have what they, I, I, it's classified as mumble rap. I don't really like that. And you also bringing up Lil Wayne. He put out what Carter Five a couple weeks ago, and I'm not throwing any kind of shade. I've listened to a couple of tracks, but it's not for me anymore because, like, when I listen to Lil Wayne, I think 
my teenage years when I was listening to like the, you know, the Carter one or two, and it, it's exactly the same. He didn't do any kind of appropriation. He didn't. There was no relevance. Yeah. It was. It was the same thing I had already heard back ten years ago, and, I, and like I said, I'm. I'm not throwing any kind of shade. And if you like, I like Little Wayne, but it. It's something that's in the past for me, and it's something that I don't revisit anymore. Yeah, I listen to it, but I don't go back there anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I gave it a fair shot. You have the Eminem, MGK, and then we had Mac Miller passing, and then you had Eminem put out that mixtape saying, I almost od two, and they used the Mac Miller beat over it. And so you have a whole lot of different things going on in rap right now, and it's, oh, man, this is kind of a, it's, it, and that part of the genre is tough, and then you have the, the actor, rappers, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, and he has his rap game. And I, I like it. I'm a fan of it. Yeah. And then Kid Cudi is working with Kanye West again, and a lot of people are thrown off by Kanye right now. But, I mean, what Kanye and Kid Cudi done, that's a good album, Kid See Ghost. Like, that is back to the Man on the Moon project. I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed yeah. Kid See Ghost. But it wasn't good the first time through. Only three songs were good, but I had to, I had to work on that. I had to listen to it a few times, and now I can enjoy the whole thing. As far as? You can listen to it, and then you can really listen to it mm-hmm. and understand what what he's saying, where, where they're where they're coming from. But all this this it's just completely different um, for us as far as what it was when we was growing up compared to what it is now. We went from completely understanding people what they're saying to not knowing what in the world they're talking about. And I, I think it I think it's this way with religion. I think it's this way with politics. I think it's this way with music for a lot of the genres that I grew up on that I'm no longer into. And I think it's this way for people to people is we're not relevant. We're, yeah. we're, we're not speaking to today's issues. We're so caught up in yesterday that we're not bothered with today. Yeah. And you can't do that. And so, I mean, so much of music right now, and I, I like, music is like clothes. It comes in fashion. And it recycles itself. I mean, if you want to talk about something, look at what dominated the late 60s and then the 70s and some of the 80s, Led Zeppelin. And now, 30 years later, we have this band called Greta Van Fleet. It's a bunch of 18 to 21-year-old dudes. And, I mean, they're killing it. And they sound just like Led Zeppelin. And people are eating it up. And why? Because music is cyclical. That is coming back in the fashion. And... On top of that is, man, they're extremely good at what they do. Take, I'm wondering when the rap game's going to come back around, you know, because it, it's, it's getting... What do you mean come back around? It didn't go anywhere. It's still there. You just, it's... That's, that's the thing about right now. There's a lot of independent rappers that, yeah. that, that are out there. Mm-hmm. And they have mixtapes, and they're really good. Mm-hmm. And I think the market is so flooded... It's it can't get out like and I know like we have social media and YouTube and you can find it that way but even that is so convoluted. Yeah. But there's there's good out there but it's so overwhelmed with bad and the ba- a lot of the bad gets on the radio. Mm-hmm. But I mean that's the yeah, way it goes right. with each genre. Mm-hmm. Oh, it seems like today too that like rapping, it ain't about 
you know, how good you can spit a verse or how well you can do this or that. You look at some of the ones that come up when we was, or was, you know, was big when we was coming up at a younger age, they had talent. And I'm not saying that all of them, there's a lot of them who do have talent and um, I can't take nothing from them. But like now, it seems like most of the rappers is, if, as long as you get a tattoo on your face and uh, you do a couple stupid, a couple stupid things, uh, you know that's how you get a fan base. I think that's I think that's going to be damaging to America. I think that's damaging to the youth, damaging to people who are listening to it. They'll try to rappers will try to you know, well I'm doing this for fans. You know I, I want you need to do this, you need to do that. You don't need to do this, you don't need to do that. But then they turn around and uh, they're hypocrites because they'll rap about you know shooting people or doing drugs or acting a fool. Well, it's not just that genre. You can't just pick on that genre. Look at country music, or what they call country today. It's actually what I would classify as pop country, and what what and what that genre uh, perpetuates. Uh, that that's not something that should be lived out either. That's not a reality. You, you don't live like that, and that's the disconnect for me. But there are good rappers, and like what you were saying is like my two favorite rappers. Of all time, still to this day, and I don't. One of them is not even active anymore, but yeah. Andre three thousand, mm-hmm. and that was for the fact of his flow. And my favorite song by Outkast is Equimini, and also not because of his flow, but because of the truth, man. Behind the Equimini yeah. is a dope song. It is dope, and then Ice Cube. Like, Today Was a Good Day, that is one of my... I still listen to that song almost every day. That's a great song. It is. And you know what? why it was so good? It was relevant. It was a day-to-day life for him. I cannot relate to what Ice Cube was going through, you know, in Harlem and Compton when that song was written and the music video and all that and what he was talking about. But it was genuine. It was real. And look at why Today Was a Good Day. (laughs) And I was like, man, I, I really can't complain about my bad day because, man, look at what it takes for you to have a good day. It's just taking a shift. Different opinions that you have about it. Because, uh, I mean, you look at us, and most people our age is going to think, okay, 90s country is the best country there is. Yeah. But and then, I, 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 then you look at my grandma's age. Outlaw like country. You don't say, well, now this is what was country is. This is really what country is. It, right was, it was Willie and Waylon and Hank. Yeah. And I, I agree with that crowd. I like that country, but I also like 90s. I like my Alan Jackson and George Strait. They're good. Yeah, But I, I do not bro. I do not like today, with the exception of um, Eric Church. Yeah. I'm a huge Eric Church fan. Yeah, he's great. He, he's, good time. he's got some good songs now. And I'll tell you why, is uh, it was the album... Before the Las Vegas shooting, and I don't remember what album it was, but I remember like reading the album story, and I was really impressed with it. Yeah, it was like ten or eleven tracks, I think. And you know how long it took him to write it? Probably at least what five years, maybe. No, no, I think it was like thirty-three minutes. Wow! Like he just he blew through it. And I mean, it was goaded, and that that was the one with like record year, 
and that, yeah. that that's my favorite album that he's done with the one with record year on it like i love that song like that's you want to talk about a relatable song i was like man that is that's my jam right there i like i like record year and yeah. when he was in las vegas with i think he was a valdine when the, the the vegas shooting happened like i think it was early earlier this year or late last year while he was at las vegas he met this couple and they was like, hey, we're going to see, I think it was in Nashville, that we already have tickets to see in Nashville, we're here tonight, we're here to see you, huge fans, and the shooting went down, and the husband had covered the wife, and he lost his life, mm-hmm. and the tickets that they had to that, I'm not 100% sure, let's just say Nashville, to that show, mm-hmm. it was... You know, it was it was good seats. It was like front row, and he looked out and saw those two missing seats, and he knew whose seats they were. Yeah. And between Vegas and then, he had already wrote a song about it called "It Should Have Been Me." Mm-hmm. I, it may have not have been called that, but that was the general message: is like it it could have been me, or it should have been me, or yeah, I res I respect him for that, and like uh, mm. I, I like that. Eric Church, Eric Church too. He got one of them. Oh, probably might have a country too. Is like you listen to, uh, if you listen to it for any length of time on the radio, it's hard to tell who's who. And they like they all have a, the same the like same sound. All they have is just a country accent, you know. And it, I mean, they can carry a tune, they can hit the right key, you know, the right notes, but it's like they're. Ain't no really real soul behind it, and you know that's why I love Chris Stapleton and like Jamie Johnson. Those 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 kind have more feeling to me than any uh, any other country singer, especially Chris Stapleton. I, I like Chris. Yeah, but I tell you what, I like just as well. What's that? And shout out to Dustin and Kobe, but um, the Steel Drivers. Yeah. Where rainbows never die. That is that's one of the that's a great song. Yeah. If you've never heard Where Rainbows Never Die by the Steel Drivers, that's your homework for this evening. Go yeah. listen to Check that. I'm an old man now, I can't do nothing. Yeah. So ideologically, theologically, it has a great big bearing on where you were born, how you were born, and when. And so, on on top of that, you have this, like we just talked about with music, you have the pop culture, popular culture. What's popular? Because, let's be honest, you don't want to not be cool. No. And the moment that you become not cool, that's a, that's a bad day. Yeah. Let's go the nerd route. Cosplay. A lot of people think that that is lame and that is stupid. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm glad. I, I you know, I'm glad you go out dressed up as your favorite superhero or video game character or anime or whatever, and like you put in the time and you do the the makeup and you get it as close as possible and you go out and do the the moves and the acts. I, I'm glad you're into that. Yeah. I'm glad you're doing something with what you got. I mean. I don't know how much time you had to put in the makeup or whoever done it for you. And I don't know why you were so compelled to like this character. But, I mean, you like him well enough to dress like him. 
And then on top of that, there's these people who played these actors or voice characters that are there, and you kind of tip the hat to them, and you get to meet them. It's a great community. Yeah. And it gives you a sense of belonging, and that is something else that we look for in life. And that is another big part of the why is this, we want to belong somewhere. Yeah. We want to feel like we belong. And so a, lo- a lot of us will look for it in a church because that's a, that's a great place to be involved. And for the most part, and it can be twisted, and like I say, some people have had really bad experiences. Some people have been really good, and some people have worked through those bad experiences. And some aren't ready to revisit those bad experiences. Yeah. But anyway, generally, church should be coordinated towards helping the community because that's what it's put there for to impact the community that's in to lead the community to Christ. Yeah. It's there to glorify Christ. That's a great place to start. It's a great place to meet people. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I mean, you want to take it to other spectrums. Some people will go so far as to, you know, maybe... Um, join a bowling league or a biker gang or you know they may like chess or they may like music and start a band or we want to have this group of people that think the same way that we do and are into the same things that we do and we want to feel like we belong to something and it gives us it gives us a sense of safety and comfort and that's all right but you have your uh, quote and all kind of thing, your ness, yourself. You cannot ever forget your individuality. And you cannot, it's good to find belonging and identity in these groups, but I hope it propels you in a way that is going to be for your good and not for your, yeah. your bad. Whatever that is. Yeah. I think one thing, one thing too that as far as the uh, the passion and the drive, if you think about it, uh, happiness and joy is the main thing that man searches for. Well, one is but finite and the other is infinite. And they get, they, one joy is infinite and happiness is finite. Yeah. And we get them confused. Mm-hmm. And we seek and we um, we drive after happiness, but happiness is fleeting because it's an emotion. Joy is an expression. Yeah. And joy is an experience, and joy is also fully experienced in the presence of a living God. Yeah. Because He Himself is joy. But happiness is elusive. You, you can say something to me right now that'll make me really happy. And you could turn around. And you could turn around in the next sentence and tear me down and make me sad. Yeah. And so I, I don't want to find comfort or look, but you're right. And often. Because like, you look at it, and the people that. The reason they strive to be great at what they do is probably because it's what makes them happy. Yeah. And it's only temporary. And everything, every aspect is only temporary. You look at people who are, even if it's, and money has a lot to do with what I'm talking about, because a lot of people think that that's what makes them happy, making more money, making more happy. Yeah. But if, if you're busting your butt just to uh, keep what you
that's what makes you happy. Are you really happy? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Are you really Are you really satisfied with that? And then, you know, and it's like people, you look at people around here, around where we live, and I would say that, you know, a majority of people that live around us would be upper middle class. Okay. But that, that's based on what they, what you think they might get paid. You know where they, everybody knows where everybody works, so everybody knows about what they make. Yeah. But you see them and they have all these toys and people say, man, they make more money there. I thought, you know, like, no, really, they just in a lot of debt. Yeah, they probably just have really good credit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they just, how far does a person have to go? How much is enough? Yeah. How much, where, where's the stopping point? Where's the cap at? And some people, they just, they won't, they can have two billion, me and you would be ecstatic for somebody to give us, you know, two brief, two briefcases with a million dollars a piece in it. Dude, I could, I, I'd I'd be ecstatic if somebody gave me a hundred dollars. Yeah, and and <laughs> then you look at a billionaire and you give him a billion a million dollars and he's like, well, what can I do to make more money off of this? Yeah. Me, I'm looking. I'm like, shoot, I'm gonna get to pay off all this stuff, you know? Uh huh. I'm about to I'm about my, to free myself up. <laughs> my yeah, I have money set back for my daughter for college. You know, if something happens to me, she'll have that. You know, to sit back on, it's just a, it's a weird, money's, money's one of those things out there that can, I think, that and music both, that uh, the evil side of good and evil has a big control over. Alright, so I don't think that money in and of itself is evil, it is the lust after it, because you have to have money to survive, mm-hmm. but is this ever seeking go of... I want more, I want more, and I want more, and it's kind of like manna. Well, what's enough? I think that uh, music, in a way, music and art and all that is probably one of the most influential influential things in America. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, and I think that as far as a Christianity standpoint, our job is to influence people to nothing but towards Jesus, towards God. And anything else is against it. Because it, you can't, you can't straddle a fence with that. Oh, uh, you can't. And I, I mean, I'm being, I mean, I'm not saying I listen to, you know, nothing but praise and worship, Southern Gospel, church hymns, because I don't. But, you know, I've read where, and it is in the Old Testament, and I, uh, a lot of people claim, you know, that the Old Testament uh, is not what we live under. I mean, there's a reason it was written for us. I mean, one was to tell the story of Jesus and how he um, prophesied for him, because that's what had to happen. That, that, that's the that's a thing, man. And I'm, I, I picked up something that uh, Jordan Lawler's grandfather done, and I love the story, and I've done it. And this will be the second one that I've given away, is in front of my, every Bible, that I study, and as I study through, as you know, is I mark in my Bible. I mark it margin to margin, and I make notes. And I've, you know, I've got a, a lot of things going on in there. And when I get to Revelation and I finished, there's a quote that's handled inside on the first page, first white blank page of the Bible. And it's the same thing that Jordan Lawler's grandfather put. This book. 
is about Jesus Christ. Nothing else. And so with canon that we use, 66 books from Genesis to Revelation, the reason that that is canon and the story it tells, it is revolving around Jesus Christ. That is why you have each 66 book. But with music, um, and this is where we disagree is, now, now granted, I, I understand, I don't listen to all music, I, I'm specific, but I like all genres, but I do not like what all genre represents. Yeah. And all genres put out trash, but all genres put out good. And so I like bands and artists and particular people that really express human expression. Yeah. And I don't have a hard time, I don't know what the word is, um, justifying why I listen to it and why I like it and why I enjoy it. I don't yeah. have an issue with that. Yeah, man. That's, that's your opinion. You have a right to that. To me, that could you could you could turn a lot of people away from what the truth is, from what is good, by doing that. And it's the same way with, with not just music neither. I mean, it's with anything. If you have anything in your life that can cause people to question your faith and question your religion, uh, you're messing up. The thing is, with America today, a lot of people they ain't, they ain't, they're going to talk about you. They're going, especially they, all they need is a little bit, and they're going to take them. They take give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. He's right. And I mean, that's that's the reason. Like I, I mean, I probably could go somewhere and play, you know, like a bar or something. I mean, I know I could, you know. I mean, even if there was two people there, I could I could probably find a gig somewhere. But I know that what what I do and me being able to pick up on stuff that I do and I don't consider myself talented at all, but to have an ability to do something and kind of make it sound like what you're trying to cover or trying to make it sound like, well, you know, fit uh, in a certain genre. If I have that ability to do that, why would I do it any other way but give it back to the person who gave it to me? Okay. Not that he would, he, I mean, it says he, he'll give and he'll take away, and I ain't saying he'd take it away, take it away from me if I did go to go there to do it. But I'm not going to be as happy going there and doing it. I could play in front of 15 people, and I'm going to sweat and, and feel like I'm going to throw up, even in comparison if I was going to be in front of 20,000 people. But I think the joy that I, I get from, and the happiness I get from doing it in a church is what separates the reason why, or that's what defines the reason why I don't pursue it in another way. It's because I don't think I would be happy. I think I would. I think I would fall into greed. I would fall into envy of money. I think I would love it too much. Uh, I don't want. I wouldn't want fame going to my head. I mean, because my mother has signed me up to, you know, be on Voice, and I didn't go. I, <laughs> did, I didn't know me, that. She, had, she signed me up to go, and I was, you know, she was going to drive me there and everything. That really confused me because, you know. I grew up church of Christ, and they don't use any instrument. Yeah. And when I started going to a Baptist church and started playing in church, you know, she chastised me hard like that. Still does this day. Yeah. And but you know, the question is, you know, I could I could take this and go play in a bar. I could take this and go try it on a try it on a, a music show or reality show or whatnot. But why would I do that when I can give it back to who 
give it to me. Uh, to me, it's just, you know what, and this is just me. This ain't no stats or nothing. This is me. It's selfish for people to want to do that to me. Uh, and it, it, it might not be selfish to a lot of them because a lot of them probably don't know. A lot of them probably don't get it. But to with me, it's, that's something that's clicked with me. I know that's why I can do what I can do. It's because I'm supposed to get it back. I'm supposed to help lead people to the reason why I'm doing it. I just feel like that if I did anything else, I would lose I would lose some people in my life. I think that a lot of people would probably, because that's the way it is, and that ain't, that ain't the way it should be. But I think a lot of people would turn their nose up. But then I would, to the, some of the people who I haven't reached, uh, who I haven't reached in a good way, what I say in a good way, uh, I would probably gain them. Because they're like, oh, well, he's not doing that anymore, so he won't bother me with all that Jesus stuff. He won't bother me with that. Oh, he won't make me feel bad. Make me feel good. He's singing about drinking. That's what I'm doing. You know? You don't have to sing about I, drinking. No, but I'm I'm just saying, if I was going to go, if I said if I'm going to go into something, it would be country, and that's pretty much what it's about. If it ain't that, it's a bad song. I'm, I'm, I have to agree to disagree, man. <laughs> On that. Cause I'm I'm at the crossroads on that, and I've 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 had bands that that done this. Yeah. The general specific being one. We didn't play country music, granted. We played a lot of indie alternative, and we played a lot of Need to Breathe, and we played a lot of original music, and the songs picked, and the songs that we done. If it did not deal with faith, it dealt with the human experience. How things were reacting to us and how we were reacting to things. And I, I think there's value in that. And, and I, I'm grateful for people like Switchfoot and Need to Breathe who step out and do and cross boundaries to do that for whatever reason and I don't know the heart or the motive behind it but uh, I like what they do and I, I know I'm not uh, I'm not in popular opinion and I'm not saying that they're wrong I'm just saying that I'm not there that that's not where I am is I want to be I want to be impacting people who aren't for are you ready my friend ready for what we say goodbye. You know the way we used to do it back in the motherland. Mm. We take our guns, we point them up, and we shoot. Alrighty. Let's burn it. Okay. Grab the matches. Let's do it. Okay. Wow. Where's the gas? <laughs> There's none here. I want this fire to be seen from the space. Well, I hope they have a good telescope. I see, I see, I see, I see through you. I see your intentions. I see, I see your intentions. I see you. 
Okay, boy. Till next time. Till next time. Airport talk. Airport talk. See, I, I understand you. I have this uh, this unique voice. You know harmonize. I'm not talking about you. You know harmonize with me. I'm not boy. talking about you. Eat crap. No, you're not the crap. It's other crap. Other crap. Too much in your ear. Here we go. Cause it's it's going fast. Let me slow. Try to slow it down. Right? Why you slow it down? Cause then it might be too slow. Oh, see ya. If it is, I'll move it up. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what do you what do you what are you gonna do? Let me tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sit in this chair, okay? I'm gonna sit in this chair, and I'm gonna face the corner. Okay. I'm gonna sing really loud. Hmm. But I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be right there, an octave higher than you. Mm-hmm. There we go. Singing into a corner. Yeah, man. It's crazy, but hey, 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 look at, look at, hey, Queen did it. Queen did it. Hey, look at, Freddie Mercury, he did it. He did it. He did this kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. I've been traveling these wide roads for so long. My heart's far from you. Ten thousand miles gone And how I want to come near and give you Every part of me But there's blood on my hands And my lips are unclean And in my darkness I remember Mama's words reoccur to me Well surrender to the good Lord and he'll make your path clean Come on, take me to your river I, I want to go Take me to your river smooth waters I go in as a man with many crimes comes up for air as my sins flow down the Jordan oh I want to come near and give you well every part of me but there's blood on my hands and my lips are unclean Come on, take me to your river Well, I want to know Oh, you take me to your river I want to know 
wanna know, wanna know, wanna know. I wanna go, I wanna go, I wanna go. I wanna know, wanna know, wanna know. I wanna go, wanna go, wanna go. Take me to your river. I I wanna go. Oh, take me to your river. I wanna know. That was Leon Bridges' River. All right, thanks, guys. Okay. What did you speak up?